0: Alright everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I'm back in L.A., back at the crib, very excited to be back to the normal routine. This week I'm joined by a very special person, someone new in Wiz and I's life. So uh, first of all, I'm joined by... Hey, it's your boy Wiz from 302, what to do? And also... Hi, it's Alex here, otherwise known as Hobson or Brucey. Oh yeah, we got oh. Alex up in the crib. So uh, I'm going to just... Letting it right off to Wyatt because Wyatt is the one who met Alex and introed me.
1: Yeah, last week I was on Figueroa and I was trying to buy crack and I found Alex. <laughs> right. That is how it happened. Nah, no, but we really. we work with each other. And Alex is a he's a good chap.
0: He's got good energy and uh he's a rising independent actor in LA. Uh, something very unique. I don't know a lot of those, but uh, uh,
1: <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Not he's enough the only of those actor in LA. Yeah, he's the only one. He's really out here doing it. So.
2: Yeah, right. Like, uh, there's no competition. Honestly, they want me for every project, <laughs> even the girl roles. I just, how do I say no?
1: It's really amazing. <laughs> if you're an actor, like, come to LA. There's no one here doing it. <laughs> That's All so right. funny.
0: Um, so Dorita, where are you? Uh, where are you from
1: originally? Um, so
2: X, thanks for having me on the show and thanks for that, uh, bomb-ass intro. (laughs) Thank you. I uh, hope I can match the energy here. (laughs) People already Uh, turned it off. (laughs) Uh, Right? Um, so I'm originally from Russia, but I grew up in New York and, uh, I got out to California almost two years ago. How old were you when you moved to New York? I was, uh, five and, um... My bro- uh, blood brother, he was turning... He was already two. Okay, so... so yeah,
1: you've been here most of the time at yeah, this point. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm completely Americanized. I Most people don't even... Say I sound Russian, so like only a few select would actually hear it. That's why I I think I
1: still think you a sleeper cell. I'm trying to find your activation phrase. I've I've thought about it, and I was like, "Well,
2: shit, you know, I uh, I know all this this martial arts. You know, what if it's gonna come to use one day, and I just can't remember? Am I a
1: sleeper cell? Maybe. You (laughs) You
2: know what? If Trump starts the third world war, I might as well be
0: activated
1: i have just see been
2: you on hearing, the other
0: side, brother. I've just been hearing about that. I don't really know anything about that. It's so funny.
2: You know what? It's, uh, it's a whole lot of mumbo jumbo. And if you look deep enough, you'll find uh, a, f- a few true facts and a few true answers. But politics, man, it's yeah.
0: just taking a turn for the silly and the ridiculous. So, boy, one thing I do want to say is you, you said your blood brother. Do you refer to a lot of people as your brother that are not your blood brother? Like, why'd you specify? Well, because uh, he's my only real brother.
2: I obviously, uh, um, some of my friends I'll call brother out of like just, uh, a, a genuine, uh, you know,
0: um, like a good friendship.
2: I yeah. Do yeah. If you have a, a good friendship, it's a, it's a phrase of gratitude, I guess, but this is my actual brother from Russia. I understand. I see you guys have the same two parents. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, He's my half brother. This oh, okay. is all stuff that's that that is told to me, you know. Oh, right, sure. I'm not, I wasn't, I uh, didn't grow up in Russia knowing this. I didn't even know I had a brother till I was adopted because he was in a different orphanage.
0: Oh, I didn't even know mm. you were adopted.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's back up a second. I'm, I'm an orphan from Russia, right? Yeah. So I came here when I was six and, uh, when I was five, sorry. And my, I met my blood brother when I met my adoptive parents. I actually met my parents before meeting my brother. Oh, so you got here, and then they were like, "Oh, by the way, this guy's your brother." No, 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 no. I met them there, and then we met my brother at another orphanage. Oh, okay, okay. And then we went uh, to stay with a foster uh, family for a week, and then we came to
0: back to New York. It's pretty dope. I have a lot of questions about that. So, so they. They, the man knew you had a brother. Like, how did those people adopt you, right? So, uh, a well, brother,
2: right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Why did they choose to go halfway around the world to adopt us? They had an adoption agency, and my parents wanted two kids because my mom couldn't have kids or, or, or my adoptive mom. I understand. Yeah. Just, just for um, detail's sake. Um, so she came to Russia to get us.
0: It's very interesting. That we but were... how did, yeah, how did she know you guys were brothers and you didn't even know?
2: Be- uh, I guess they didn't feel the need to tell me If they were going to separate us Like why tell
1: me Sure He was yeah. also only five so Yeah uh, they, So much you really know then I
0: guess that's true Yeah, yeah
1: I yeah, guess
2: yeah. they put you in an age defined building Oh and yeah, yeah That's that you know yeah, it's very no interesting No one needs to know more until more happens And that's exactly what did happen you know They found us and then I was introduced to him And it was like so it's so trippy I'm like oh look I have yeah. Here's this little thing and he's my
0: brother now. Sure, sure, know, sure.
2: This little baby.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's it's trippy if you think about it. So do you have a good relationship now with your your mom and dad?
2: Oh yeah. Uh it's it's been pretty good for a while, you know, as long as uh you're open and honest with each other. I
0: feel that. You can girl. only you
2: can only build.
0: I really like I think being honest with your parents is one of the most crucial things you can do. Like, having a good, open relationship with your parents, then they become your friends.
2: Oh, of course. And uh, (laughs) don't get me wrong, man. I I lied a shit ton to my parents growing up. That teenager phase, like, you can't help it because you think you're just going to get in imminent trouble. And for the most part, you might, (laughs) (laughs) depending on the the severity of your transgression. Yeah. But, you know... uh, once you become an adult, you're like, all right, fuck these games. Like, I did this, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. dealing with this now. Like, yeah. Once you become an
1: adult, <laughs> like, a break. you just kind of feel this in- invincibility. You're like, yeah, I'll tell you all what you're gonna do about it. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't live here anymore. What, yeah, <laughs> are you gonna disown me. Yeah. fucking do it. Uh, I I don't know. Like, I know you always say you're like your parents are your best friends. I don't really want my parents to be my best friends or anything. But like, I feel once I got to adulthood. I, like, see my parents more now as, like, um, kind of, like, mentors in a way. Because, like, you see what they did. Like, you you finally start to see your parents as, like, people. And you realize, like, oh, like, they had me when I was almost at this age. You know? So, like, what were they doing then? And, like, you learn from that, you know? That's more what I look for from parents. Not as much, like, to be best friends with them, you know?
2: yeah. I I think, I think that might be specific for you, just because of, you know, the kind of life you lead. Uh, you, uh, Maybe you, you know. Wiz, what do you mean by that? What yeah, do you mean what, by that? So, Wiz, I'm not <laughs> saying be, be honest because I'm curious. Wiz, I'm not saying you're
0: you're a, uh, you're, a uh,
2: you're a killer in the night, but you, you are. You have a mysterious side, and I. I Do too. I don't want my parents knowing besides about that. He's me.
0: very private, he's just a private he's individual. Private. That's what I thought you were gonna say, private. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's very uh, so but go on to what you reserved. were about to say, like, because how, how's your relationship with your parents? But,
2: uh, so I'm open to a degree, but I will not spill the beans with everything. Uh, because a it's my life, they don't need to know, and b what they what they would know might worry them, even though I know at the end of the day it's okay. They're your parents, and they're going to worry. So if what they don't know, they don't need to know. Yeah, but that also know, molds a certain relationship, the fact that you decide what they don't need to know. And, that, and that's fine. It, it might mold a good one, and it might mold a protective one, but it just molds its own, as opposed to, like, some girls I know, they're best friends with their moms. They tell... Their moms. Everything they talk to their moms every day. They are like best friends, and that's that. That's for like a, a goody two shoes girl, though. You know, sheesh. Hold up. Pause a second. Mm, because you are calling shoes. me a good two goody two shoes girl right now. There's the thing. I, unless your 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 parents are a lot like you, I I don't know any any you know on the edge types uh, type of guys or type of people. All right, all right. That, that's fair. That really, confide I so much
0: in their parents. I wouldn't say that I'm super on the edge. Definitely not to to really any degree. But I do have a super like open relationship with my parents. I do have like backings for it. Like one, my parents are only 19 years older than me. So like the realization you guys had when that's you got different. older and you were like, "Oh, my parents are just grown up versions of me." Like I had that when I was like 16. You know, and so like at that point I was like, okay. I'm going through a lot of the same things that they just went through like not that long ago. That's different because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, your parents are on-the-edge people. And they are on-the-edge people. That's yeah, they had
2: you at 19. Yeah, so yeah. that's why you're able to easily open up to them because
0: everything you're doing doesn't seem like anything to it's them. It's not that crazy. Either. It's like mm-hmm. They're yeah, like, yeah. oh, he's, he's living a, a, a My parents, normal life. They know? also went a lot harder than me, to be honest, which is funny. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah.
2: where that transition <laughs> yeah, yeah. comes from. That's where... Like, I can understand why your best friends with uh, my parents are straight edge, you know? Oh, wow, yeah. So, confiding in them would be a lot harder. They wouldn't even know? relate. It's, they it's could not even relate, so I'd just be talking to a wall to with everything. opinions.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're you right. Up. No, you're right. It's really like, different.
1: I'm kind of in the middle. I don't know what my parents' stance is on a lot of stuff, so I just, like, back away from it. You, you, know? you never ask nah like my parents will like allude to stuff like my mom will just come home one day and she'll be like you know marijuana today is way stronger than it used to be (laughs) your mom will say that yeah and i'll be like i had no clue (laughs) (laughs) really (laughs) so
2: why don't you just be like okay so my brother actually spilled the beans to my mom uh Two years ago, when she found caught him with weed, and he was like, "All right, mom. Like, if you want to know, I'll tell you, but like." If if you're not gonna accept it, then we have nothing to talk about. I'll I'll, I'll be honest. I've been smoking weed for the last seven years. Like Whoa. this, is what, it's what I do when I hang out with Joe and this Joe. Uh, my brother has a lot of friends named Joe. It's funny, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like he just spilled the beans, and my mom was speechless. And the, and he's, at one point, he's like, "So what, mom? Are you like just gonna stand there all day? Are you gonna you gonna talk about it? Or are you gonna leave my room? Like which one is it?" You know, oh my
0: gosh! Okay. And she
2: just like. Apparently she went to get my dad, and my dad was like, "Okay." (laughs) (laughs) So they, I didn't have to have that conversation with them because my brother was dumb enough to get caught. I was smoking weed longer than he was in that same house, and I just in the house. You guys are
0: so ballsy. That's crazy. Well,
2: no, no, no. You know, living out of that same house, I I, I would make it a point not to. Leave it in my laundry, or this or that. You know, I'm I'm yeah, yeah. smart. I'm 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 very
1: strategic sure. when it comes. No, I had to a very similar trouble. experience because, like, I was never a big pothead, but yeah, I was smoking weed and shit. You know, and then my sister like found weed and literally like within a week was just hop boxing her room in oh the house God. while everyone was home. Wow! So she got like super busted, and then Yo. when like my parents were yelling at her. They were like, "Well, Wyatt smokes so much weed," and I was like, "Well, first of all, that's not true. <laughs> Wait, but second, oh, wow. how did I just get brought into this? Right?
2: Man? You were just that—that's that, a you're a bystander, <laughs> man. Yeah. yeah. But hey, we were—we
1: were both because that's your family. We both played it straight, <laughs> you know. Like me and you, I'm saying we kept things under the covers. But then one little shithead comes along, ruins the whole op. Uh, what did everybody think about you uh, moving to LA?" Uh, so obviously
2: my parents, you know, knowing what we know about them, like they don't drink, they don't smoke. I, uh, don't need to know anything else, (laughs) but, um, they're were rewards. So obviously they didn't, they weren't thrilled about the idea of me coming out here, but it's all good. You know, like I've gotten on TV, I've gotten in a magazine and, um,
0: Tell everybody where you are on TV.
2: So I was on TV for a few things. Um, still waiting on uh, a few things to air. Like Jesus, certain things take forever, and projects get like paused for unknown reasons in the film industry. I and believe it. You're not. You're not credited. A reason why. Like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are just left in the dark, and that's that's as much as you can ask for. You know, an update every now and then. For sure. But I was I. Uh, led in two episodes of the perfect murder one in season three and one in season four if you if you go on uh id you'll actually see my face in the thumbnails of both episodes
1: we're, wait Hell were yeah. you the bad guy
2: so i was uh portrayed to be the bad guy in both but in uh, the first one i mean do you want to Oh, uh, we don't have to spoil it, I guess, all so right. I guess
1: there's a little plot twist here oh character. there's a
2: there's a there's a huge plot twist in the first one, and then in the second one uh it's not as big of a plot twist, but it's still interesting, like the first one, my acting skills weren't even all that honed. Mm. I was very nervous in front of that uh the camera that week, but uh the second one, I feel like uh it was a year later, and they they had called me back to shoot in season four and um even even some of my friends who watched it they said uh, oh man you look like way more comfortable you look le- you look way way more confident you know you're you're more believable now mm-hmm. you're less shaky and you even had fewer lines and I was like yeah no I felt it I felt it like it took me a few years to even become confident as an actor to make all my work believable and uh once that happened is when I decided to make the jump out to L.A. And uh, I was dating a girl at the time and she was kind of a, a, a way path to it. You know, as as far as crashing and burning with the relationship, you know, LA's just it's good for that. Yeah, Yes, yeah, it is. Um, but she was just a I guess another means of my life just. Picking me up from New, uh, from New Jersey at the time. Because I met her in New Jersey. I lived out there for a year with my talent manager. Picked me up from New Jersey and plopped me right into California. I
1: see. And wow. I like that. You yeah, know, yeah, uh, definitely. Let it take me somewhere. It's kind of like just, taking you along the way. Yeah. I, was, I was just drinking That's too much cool. in Jersey anyways. It was a good move, <laughs> yeah. man. It was, a, it was
2: a, an eye-opening move, if anything.
1: And look at us now. And look at us right. now, couch doing a podcast. Yeah,
2: yeah, this we made those many moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what what made you guys start this uh, podcast here? Like
1: well, technically, it's not my podcast. Mm-hmm. I just happen to always be here. Why is my only... feature guest? Are you well, a
2: featured look, artist? Uh, a, a regular featured artist?
0: Yeah, I am
1: a regular at this point. Uh, they don't
0: put Jamie in the like in the name, you know, of the uh, Joe Rogan podcast. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And, and,
1: and I would it compare it is. more to like how the Tonight Show usually has a guest, like a side for sure, guy. for sure.
0: But I'm also trying to think of uh,
2: that one big guest guy? that you can't get rid of that just won't <laughs> leave the studio. <laughs> like, well, what is a just surprise! Just, just because
1: you think he's so funny, So "Why it's fucking here again, everybody? All right, guys. Howard Stern. Was. Howard Stern. He
0: has the woman.
1: Uh, what's her name? I know. I I'm disrespectful. It's something really simple. I know, and, uh, Robin.
0: Robin yeah. Yeah, Robin, yeah. yeah. Howard Stern and Robin. Yeah. Why yeah. is Robin? Yeah, <laughs> I, I
2: watched that at an age I shouldn't have been watching it, and it was awesome. Here again, any trouble? Living in New York.
0: Whew.
1: That uh, is a very broad up question. A can of worms. <laughs> so,
2: sir, I mean, well, shit. Um, I've gotten in quite some trouble. Um, sure, sure. I mean, whatever came to mind, dude.
0: Nope. So in, in New
2: York specifically... Uh, so uh okay well i used to i used to sell weed oh nice in long island and um i guess for the sake <laughs> for the sake of uh yeah. m- everyone involved I won't use names yeah definitely, but um <laughs> straight snitching on there. yeah but yeah, my fraternity they're a f- oh bunch don't, of don't even
0: say which fraternity
2: and i'm not even okay gonna, yeah, yeah going to find
0: you they're they're just
2: a bunch of backstabbers Oh, know.
0: dang One Unlucky. of them stole my safe
2: <gasps> And my uh, my partner told me not to tell our, our dealer brother Who was part of the fraternity that I got robbed So then he thinks I'm holding out on him mm. They send people with guns to my house And <gasps> fucking, my actual brother was there And he he experienced it with me Like we got our hands zip tied behind our back It was fucking crazy, man It was a home invasion and these guys were wearing body armor masks, like they it wasn't a joke, you know they were here for business and um and it was and it was just me watching the house, and I was supposed to be working that day, but I took off, so I'm sure they weren't expecting to run into anybody and um
1: wait so you say though your frat brother sent the dudes one of them did it was
2: uh I can't. Can't reveal his name Oh yeah, 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 yeah He's uh, He was just one of the guys And he got from another fraternity And I didn't tell him I got robbed Because I was advised not to yeah. Because yeah, yeah. We believed it was one brother But we didn't have groundbreaking evidence So we couldn't outright call him out on it Because if we were wrong Then there would be drama And I just It's it's. There's a lot to it One day I'll have to Tell you the whole thing Yeah And, yeah, yeah. and like yeah, it It's a crazy story There was a lot a buildup to this very day where these invaders came. Like I was a, I was about done with done with the whole place anyways, man. Lots of headaches over there. That sounds crazy. Yeah. And so after that, after getting like 10 stitches in my eyebrow and eight staples in the back of my head, I was like, okay, fuck these guys, you know. <laughs> like, uh, I am yeah. fucking done that fuck makes sense. this school, fuck this house, fuck these guys. I don't give a shit, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. getting out of here. And uh that's exactly what I did. I moved back home and ended up taking a summer class for the summer and said fuck the school. I'm done with that now. And then got a DWI 3 weeks later cuz I was depressed and thought the guys would come back as like what the fuck did I know? Yeah. And uh That would be I, sketch. Yeah. Then I had to face like... everything sober, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's like okay. Got guns to the back of my head, threatened to shoot got a DWI, I'm in a jail cell, like, what the fuck did I do to get here, you know, like, all these things, why am I here, you know, like, it's almost like I had no control, and that's when I just turned it around, you know, that same year, you know, I had, uh, I was on probation, so I didn't smoke, I didn't drink, and um, for the, actually, for the year and a half after that, and that's when I really developed it, you know? Like I took I took a self help program. Some of you might know it, Real Social Dynamics. RSD? Yeah, took that whole thing.
1: Yo, I saw RSD Tyler at fucking the Grove the other day. I saw RSD Tyler
2: in New York. Shit. And I've and I've delivered to him out here doing Postmates. He loves That's uh, crazy. I don't, I don't know West who Hollywood.
0: that is. I don't know anything about this.
2: Yeah. It was in a nice no, conference. I know RSD. I uh
0: you turned it all around
2: turned it turned it around for the most part, the you, most know, part. You, <laughs> hit, you hit some plateaus on the way obviously mm-hmm. and you're going to you to keep it honest sorry you get sidetracked but it was a journey from uh of a, a a mental you know breaking point up it wasn't the worst place i've been in uh economically or just life wise like i've uh, i've been in worse out in la but mentally it was uh it was the biggest change i've had to make because like i had to say goodbye to all my friends or everyone who i thought was my friend and then i had my set friends from home and just built up uh my social network there once i moved back for um what was it 2 years then i moved out to jersey so uh while i was modeling though i met my talent manager who also taught a Tuesday night workshop. So I've been trained by a handful of people and none of them were really connected to a conservatory or a college or a university or a a trade or a craft school. You know, I've never been in acting. uh, in acting. Yeah. You know, I studied psych in college, but that's very, it helps. It helps understand the human psyche and when building a character, but it, it's not really applicable to entertainment, you know. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know the symptoms of a schizophrenic. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah so, you think you got what it takes to get an Oscar? Huh? So, how did you get into <laughs> acting? So, I, I basically didn't really know how to, like, the proper way. But I got my headshots from uh, a few photographers when I first started modeling, and I signed up on Backstage. Honestly, if I could attribute my resume to anything at its start, it's through backstage. It's through short films and student films that I've done in Manhattan and, you know, Queens and Brooklyn. Like, they'll take you all around. If, you, mm, if you're willing to do the project, you'll find them anywhere.
1: What was your first uh, acting project you did? First
2: acting project ever. It was actually before the whole uh, incident with my frat house. It was. It was a uh, what was it? It was a web commercial for an iPhone app called hey. called I Billionaire, and it was bas- that
1: the one where you just it's like, it's like a thousand bucks or something? You just own it.
2: I no, no. This is like in uh an instructional app that teaches you how to trade and like oh, okay, teaches okay. you what uh. billionaires are trading or what their trends are okay. in the stock market. So and I I played a waiter in that and uh I got a speaking line where I hand, hand this guy a cup of tea and he Gives me three uh three hundred dollar bills. And I was like, oh that, that's excessive, you know. So I shot that in Manhattan all day. I got a, what was it? A nice paycheck for it. I believe it was five hundred bucks. Nice. For and it was it was just I did it because I did a student film for uh One of my frat brothers, you know, I guess that was my first one.
1: I was going to say, you just. (laughs) It was called,
2: okay, I I, I thought we meant like a a real like. Well, yeah, I kind of meant like your first credited one. Yeah.
1: Like, do you ever go back and watch something old and be like, oh, my God, this is so rough.
2: Sometimes uh, if I do stumble onto a project, I I won't always peep it just because I know it's like, (laughs) oh, it's in the past. Like, why would I even need to? Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> uh,
2: i've uh, I've had a st- one stupid ass student project man I don't even want to go into it. <laughs> it was, uh, i can't i can't i can't um no, no, I don't often go back and watch old ass shit, but I do use some older clips from older projects in my reels like yeah some, yeah. Well, some I mean, clips that I just to. love and and just want out there like when I'm promoting yeah. myself
0: what was it like? adjusting to being on camera because honestly, so like I, I'm still not even comfortable behind like the mic and I put out music and I know for sure I'm not super comfortable behind the camera. There's like this whole, and you study psychology. So here, actually different questions. So like, what do you think about like the psychology of like people acting different when there's a camera on? You know, like people have like an on-camera personality, almost everyone. And I think it has to do with like the fact that when it's on camera, it becomes permanent. Because I think the thing with audio that I've discovered is that when people record, they get like a little, they get nervous because it's becoming permanent. You know, it's like, that's what I think. So do you think that that translates onto camera?
2: Hmm. The fear of permanence after something's created, like... Yeah, like if I take a video of you, that exists forever now. Yeah, that just comes from a deep-seated lack of confidence, I guess. So... Not saying you're not a confident person. It also takes a uh, if you're trying to perform. It takes a different level of awareness to be in front of a camera and not, <laughs> and not make it so that you know that the camera is there. You know right, when right. you're say you're out in a field and you're lighting off uh, fireworks with your buddies and someone's recording. You look at the camera and say like you give them a thumbs up. You're clearly aware of the camera. It's that it's that ability to. Distract awareness with performance.
1: Oh, kind of like get in the zone? In
2: front of a camera. Get in the zone and forget about the camera. That's something that doesn't come innately when you first start acting. And uh, honestly, I had to get in com- uh, comfortable in front of a crowd before I even got comfortable in front of a camera. You know, laugh all you want, but at the very end of my college days um i was i was already mentally preparing to like trying to uh, slowly wean myself into entertainment before the whole incident and i nude modeled for an art studio you know around like 10 to 12 artists who would just paint their perspective of me doing like random poses for 15 minutes that shit is hard work I got paid twenty
0: an hour for oh, bro, it. bro, I could not do that. Yeah, I, I. I think I might be able to
1: get completely butt-ass naked in front of a group of people that are then gonna draw you. You know, it was I think it, I it was
2: uncomfortable at first. I bet it's that super, was yeah. That was
1: <laughs> that was my first.
0: Uh, maybe I would. That was my first
2: uh, going out of my comfort zone thing that I that I really did. You know, as far as entertainment goes, and I don't even consider that entertainment. That's art that's just yeah but you know, yeah.
1: well, that's definitely art. out of your comfort zone but yeah definitely. so
2: that's that helped in modeling and especially
0: underwear modeling and a friend of mine's mother did that while i was in high school and i thought it was like pretty interesting yeah yeah, did yeah, you, yeah. she did was you, in did like you, her 50s yeah she yeah, yeah.
1: asked where they were paying that no no no, no. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> did, you, did you think about it a lot <laughs> no, no 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 i yeah. would have <laughs> <laughs> you just get there, you, you don't even paint anything on the canvas. I'm just, appreciating I'm, just, I'm, just I'm just here for the That's artwork. So funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I
2: did that before I started modeling and then after the incident I was I was just like, Alright, I'm going in full force and I started with uh, you know, s- simple uh print editorials that my modeling mentor his name's Kai. He lives in Brooklyn. He's awesome. He's an editor for Aqua and Attitude Models. One of them's based out in London. He, uh, he has a lot of connections and he got me all these shoots with these high level photographers. So I built my portfolio in an instant. You right. know, like it was, I got really lucky meeting him or he found me on Model Mayhem. Anyone? Oh, yeah. Anyone yeah ever yeah. hear of that? No. It's this really slipshod. Uh, a uh, platform where you showcase your work and and possibly get modeling gigs a lot of scams on there, so I'm I was gonna glad say he, i've seen I'm glad he pinched me out of there, but um yeah, he showed me the ropes, so as far as where you know as far as uh you know coming up as an actor, you pull from every project you can, certain projects fail you meet connections through them you know i was i was going to help my friend uh Shawnice out in brooklyn direct her uh series. she wanted me to be head director only because we were That's judging cool. uh talent for casting her um her talk show that she was doing and i it was, it's just small stuff like that it's just being there and like sh- Just showing everything you got. It's not about acting. It's just about who you are as a person. And when you're in front of a camera, yeah, it's great that you could take on a role, but acting's just half of it. It's all networking. It's all, it's not about making connections. It's about making friends.
0: I feel that, bro.
1: I mean, that can be said for just about any entertainment. I was just going to say, you know, don't make
2: that contact. Go out to dinner. Yeah. You know, I feel the same. Have a, uh, have a conversation, have a, uh, another human connection. That's, that's what it is out here. L.A people, they may be superficial, but deep down, they're still humans, and it's only once you could tap into the, their human part out of the black hole, which is most of them.
1: I was going say when you book projects. Like I've met a couple people out here in terms of like music stuff that like they just keep a spreadsheet. Of people they know and what they do and what they can do for them. And it's like, okay, my guy, like, you clearly don't give a fuck about anyone. Like, you're just here to use what's around you. And, I mean, I get it. But, yeah, like, who gives a fuck about you then? Is it
0: that or is it, like, just so, like, you meet so many people out here that, like, in order for you to remember them all and keep a good relationship with them all, you have to, like, have it written down, like, because it's just so many people, like... I, like I don't to think believe. you actually
1: could have a meaningful relationship with that many people, though. Like, I think I think at a certain point, it's just superficial. <laughs> Look,
2: <right? laughs> uh, X, let me ask you a question. Your friend's back at home. Yeah. Do you have a spreadsheet for them? <laughs> <laughs> no. OK. <laughs> point
1: made. That's a good point. <laughs> meaningful relationships in my ass. OK, OK, OK,
0: OK. Um, I feel completely destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I gotta admit,
1: that was a solid one. Yeah,
0: yeah that was nice. Okay, that's fine. I'm
2: just saying, like, those people are not are not in it. I, I don't know. It's, it's almost like it's a checklist of what you have to be. You, you have to have an it factor. You're in L.A. There's so many incredibly talented people out here. Yeah, yeah. So... If the guy with the checklist doesn't have an it factor and doesn't have a way in, then what the fucks he making a checklist for? you know like why why do you have all these people that you need on a checklist? Have they failed you before? Are they iffy connections? If they're iffy, why are you still talking to them? Why is there a checklist? Why yeah. are these people's well, names on a paper?
0: I don't think you value the iffy ones, but I got you. I got you. Do you think that first impressions are really important? I think first impressions are crucial.
2: You know, I always
0: feel yeah, I put they lots are of like important. social pressure on first impressions. I always
2: feel like you can uh you can repair any damage created yeah. from a first impression, but it takes a lot more work mm-hmm. if the first impression fails. Big, so like a big so fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I always think like, okay, I'm leaving the house Dress... To my best self or my almost best self, you know, so this way if I'm caught off guard, I could at least make an 80 percent impression if my if just mentally I'm out of a funk that day. You know, at least I look decent and that's as most as you go from there. But try to be your best around anyone, even if you're having a hard day.
1: I actually just read some study that like uh, they found about 80 percent of the first impression is based off what you're wearing. Wow. Yeah. So if you're wearing a suit, people think you mean business, you know? If you're wearing sweatpants, you're probably a druggie. <laughs> what? It's, <laughs> just, it's not logical, but it is what it is, you know? There's lots of people
0: at USC that just, like, have things that they have to present or whatever for the day, so they just be wearing suits and, like, boarding around campus, you know? Like, people in suits on electric boards or on scooters. It's very right. funny. Yeah, all making their mark, and because uh, they're all just college kids, and they got to dress nice, just like that. They got dress nice for the presentation, man. You got to go all out. The expectations, yeah, man. It's important. They're, uh,
2: I don't know. They're they're carrying out some guidelines. I, I mean,
1: in all fairness, though, if someone was going to give you a presentation on their business, would you rather hear it from a guy in a suit or a guy in sweatpants? Like, I don't know why it makes a difference, but it does. Honestly,
2: I'd I'd like my uh, presenter to be in a onesie. I get really? down with that. I I I would just I would not. Get out. He that. or she would have my full attention, and I would absorb everything they were. Saying. You would
1: definitely think they're about to pitch you some crazy ass shit, right?
2: Like the fact that they didn't even think they needed to wear anything but their onesie. Like this idea must be golden. That's what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> All right, we're in a unique situation actually that I I wanted to bring up. So, what was your first impression of Wyatt?
1: All right. So uh, before this, you really got to know
0: him, this <laughs> is, is, you have this,
1: yeah. this is actually uh, <laughs> a
2: very uh, unexpected. Um, this is when my first impression was wrong. <laughs>
0: oh, really? Okay. So
2: when I, I got my first day there, Wyatt was in, in in what I now know was an abnormally good mood, <laughs> 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 and uh, <laughs> he was cracking jokes. He was high energy. He trained me, and uh, he showed me the ropes. And I was like, "This guy is the bomb." <laughs> and, you know, I come in the next day And I'm supposed to get trained by uh, Andrew or whatever And I was like Yo Wyatt Like you know With that like strong high five You know It was up in the air And he's like yo <laughs> And I was like Okay This guy is not Who I thought he was That's But 40. it's all good I mean He's he's still the homie And uh, <laughs> He te- uh, Wyatt's real You know He's he's down to earth And like I like to think so And I uh, Gotta respect him for that, because in L.A., man, I don't meet anyone on this fucking planet. <laughs> like, all these people are so out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the people that roam Hollywood at night are might as well have come from the circus. Mm. Yeah. And that's okay. This is the <laughs> land of expression, if anything. But this guy's cool, man. He reminds me uh,
1: of, uh, like, how human people can be.
2: Ah, I was gonna say, like... Nice of you
1: um I I was telling this when I go home to people like I try to describe to them that like look when you're out there like people are not like as genuine like there's a whole factor of like what does this person offer to me like oh I know this person it's a network and stuff like that but like I I attribute that kind of to growing up in like Delaware where there's nothing really going on so it's just like when you meet someone that's just Joe you know like that's that's the homie like there's not a extra factor that you're trying to get out of them so
0: it's also like there's not a lot to do so you just that that is what you do like build relationships in my opinion like if I was ever thinking of like what can I go do in Delaware it was like it was more like who can I go see yeah,
2: yeah because yeah. you it's always it's doing anything is is undoubtedly better with people and I think also another thing out here is that you always know if someone's just trying to get something out of you or be your friend. It was easy to tell why it wasn't trying to get anything out of me and it was easy to become his friend. Whereas when I meet talent on projects or just, you know, out and about a lot, a lot of the times people are, we're talking about the business, but it's not always about personal lives. So like I don't hit those people up to, to grab a beer or, You know, hit Smash Brothers. It's not I like so. You just know. Mm -hmm. You just know people are people are very easily transparent when you when you look at them. You know when you Mm -hmm. watch what they do.
1: No, I agree. My first met Alex. I I thought you were bonkers. (laughs) i remember i remember the first day uh we had to get fucking ice buckets or something and i was like scooping the ice in the bucket i was like "Yup, this is how you scoop the ice in the bucket and i like spilled a good amount on the floor because like i don't know you're just fucking scooping the ice and you were like aren't you supposed to put it in the bucket i was like oh this guy got (laughs) joked huh Uh, yes (laughs) Sorry, I. Uh, uh, that was funny. I've, I've
2: never had a filter, man. It's
0: just God. That's I'm so working funny. on it. Yeah, no, don't, bro. I mean, just be you. I think it's better, to just like. I also don't have a filter, so I justify it by just being like, "Yeah, man, I'm just keeping it real. Speak your mind, me, man. man. Yes. Yeah. Asking you shall receive. If you get uncomfortable, I mean, let me know, and I'll adjust accordingly. You know, like. That's well,
2: it. yo, man, I think we're good. I just don't like reach for my dick out of the blue. But I only know one person who have ever done that to me. Oh, Zone's done it to you. That yes, sucks. it's the worst. Way-
0: <laughs> it's very ridiculous. Yeah, I don't want to name anybody, but uh this homie Q, uh, some festival kid. If you're a kid, oh, oh. if you're I a know kid, who you're talking about yeah, <laughs> that, d-
1: that dude would do that to anyone, to anybody, yeah, right? Yeah. He probably- and, but
0: still, he does it to me. Like that happened. It's ridiculous. It's. Like it's only like two percent funny. It's not very funny. Um, so, <laughs> it's it's all good, man. I'm yeah. sorry. That guy probably was just reaching for some lucky charms. Nah, he's just being. Oh,
1: that dude is out there. He was reaching. for oh, a whole I was lot. Say, he yeah. he, Well, he, he basically like he, he
0: grew up like as a like on the road is what I would say. You know, like he goes to fest. He's been going to festivals every summer, all summer since he was very young. So he's like a different kind of develop. You know, like right. They they don't have any rules. Yeah, no hipsters. Like true hipsters are. It's not,
1: not even hipster. It's, it's like a little bit hippie. different than
0: that, but it's like wooks. If you're from no, no. like a gypsy. Yeah,
1: sure. No. <laughs> yeah, it's closer. I would. I would just say hippie. People don't know what wook right, means okay. outside the road. Okay,
0: hippie.
1: Yeah.
2: Is this a, uh, is this like voodoo? What we're talking about? Hell no. Nah, bro,
1: wook hell, is no. just like. Big dreadlocks, probably got a hat with pins on it. Don't shower. Like clo- yeah, don't shower. It's like very. Have a staff.
0: Tries lots of drugs. Might have a staff. Might have a staff.
1: <laughs> Might be a definitely has dream war
0: catchers, catch. You know the type, man.
1: But it's a it's an on the road term. Like I've never heard it used outside.
2: So uh, X, I I since we're just talking about anything under the sun. Oh boy, do you believe in magic? Like.
0: Like, uh, like, what do you mean by that? Like, I believe in in when you hear energy magic. and spirituality, right? But like magic. When you say magic, I think like magic tricks, and then no.
1: So
2: you don't, well, magic tricks exist. They exist. <laughs> yeah. This is
0: true. Yeah, they exist, you know, I, but they're tricks, exactly right. But so, they're, they're so what do you mean by magic? Like sorcerers.
2: Uh I wouldn't go as far to say that, but supernatural Witchcraft, abilities. supernatural
0: abilities? Yeah. I think it's a no for me. Why? Um I'm more of like a see it to believe it kind of guy. Right. I was gonna say
1: I've never seen no supernatural stuff.
0: Yeah. Right. Why, what you got? Tell me about it.
1: I've I just pitch, I have all
2: the, I have all the reason to believe there is uh there they're just there's forces all around us, right yeah there's radio waves there's there's way lines there's way A-G. lines i'm sorry um, you ever hear about the Bermuda triangle? Of course mm-hmm. all right. you know what's in the air that creates all those uh electromagnetic disturbances no they're called air bombs they dis- They discovered it uh, a few years ago, and what they first described of the Bermuda Triangle is that it was loaded in uh magnetic um energy and that there were ley lines that were connected like in a triangle. That's that's where the storms come in or that's where like that pocket. What is, is a way line? Ley lines. What is a ley line? Ley lines is just is basically like electricity or it's current, it's pressure currents. Uh you know how a tornado forms when you have low pressure at the bottom and high pressure at the top, and they mix, mm-hmm. and it creates, creates a current, but if it's powerful enough, it creates electricity. Ley lines in a specific place has to deal with an, a magnetic source, but as far as we know, our planet is iron, and that's not at any of the poles. So it, it most likely goes back to a civilization that could harness...
1: Wait, why do you think that? Because you just like scientifically explain the other stuff.
2: Be- they, they all scientists did was give a name to it. Okay, so they just air bombs. It. It's, it's a right. phenomenon that happens in the air, but they still can't understand why it's there. They, they think it's because a lot of pressure systems end up colliding there, but that wouldn't explain why it's been there for so long when continents moved and pressure systems moved.
0: So you think a previous civilization harnessed the energy in the air?
2: Could have been. Uh, is it ridiculous to think no, Atlantic was a city underwater? Yes. It is ridiculous. <laughs> it, is. It, is. it is ridiculous. Okay, it's ridiculous. Okay, I met some people out here, especially some hosts at Airbnbs that I've stayed at for months, that believe the planet is square. And, and like they will tell me... Like flat face. earthers
1: or it's a cube? It's a cube. Now, that's a new one. I nah, heard that. <laughs> what is that? Like, why? <laughs> he's
2: like, no, he's like, no, the earth is flat. I was like, wait, what, what do you mean? He's like, oh, he's like, I'm saying it's square. He's like, how have have you not traveled outside of like this, this one block? How do you possibly think that? It's like, it's, it's proven. <laughs> wait, proven. It's not proven. I really fun. don't get flattered. So, flat so earthers. like, that's I understand crazy. ridiculous theories, but. I do believe in magic and I, mean, that I do the- believe that there are energies and some people, maybe not right in front of your eyes, maybe not visually like, you know, pick up a building, but some people can harness these energies.
1: I personally believe... Like, I'm on the same idea that there's, like, energies and stuff out there. I don't think we fully understand all of them. Oh, no, But I think not at all. we tend to, like, I think we do this throughout all of history. Like, anytime we don't understand something, we, like, write it off as, like, a supernatural type event. Like, take, like, eclipses, for example. Like, 2,000 years ago, people probably had no fucking clue what that was. And they would think it's, like, the gods are angry that we didn't give them two lambs or something like that, you know? And now we have an explanation for it. I believe personally that there is like still stuff and energies that we don't know. Maybe it's on like too high of a spectrum for us to measure or too low. But I think there is a scientific answer for it. I just don't think we understand.
2: Well, we've also digressed as a human race. The ancient Buddhists and the Egyptians talked about, you know, third eye openings and the abilities to transcend spirituality, like to to control you know masses with the mind and and have everyone work for them like doing projects and stuff like that type of control takes some type of control over supernatural force you know that ability to command you know they've they have done crazy things in the earth and it's all written in ancient texts and and clues and and just out abstract temples and outrageous places and stories but None of us were there.
1: I kind of agree though. Like, I do think like the mind is capable of more things than we think it can. Like, just the, I don't know, like if you do, ever do like meditation type shit, like you start to like feel some crazy ass shit sometimes. And you're like, I wonder, like, if I devoted my whole life to this, like, what would I be able to do with it? You know? You, like I said, you Makes would sense. be able to transcend
2: your this dimension itself you you can travel in the fourth dimension the 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 dream state realm like that's what people that's what it means to to reach nirvana when you can when your body projects its spiritual astral astral body sorry your spiritual body is actually a separate thing when it transcends its astral body out of the shell to 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 the free limits of the fourth dimension that's how you know you've reached a, a full inner state of balance. Would you
1: say that's like an outer body
2: experience? That's a complete out of body experience, one with full like capability of memory. Yeah. It's it's one that you you have to be fully conscious for and have like a very s- strong willpower to to even proceed. You know, to to even do this process, it, it just takes extreme calmness and extreme balance and focus, you know, to project your oneself on purpose out of your body. Some some people do it naturally when they sleep. They don't know why. It's just they have this, this innate ability to do it, to just stay calm even when they don't know what the fuck they're seeing or what's happening mentally. Like, Are you talking about like a lucid dream? I'm talking about an astral projection. Yeah, okay, what, you, okay. what is that? Astral projection. So your body's made up of five bodies.
0: Five? Yes. Can you name them all?
2: Yeah. You have your physical body, your emotional body, your mental body, your spiritual body, and your astral body. Okay. All right.
0: Which one are we talking about now?
2: So all all your bodies are within. Okay. But you are in a special dimension. You are in a state. You are in a life, really. This is a life. So you're inhabiting a life, and you're also... Inhabiting a life form, a life vessel, Xavier. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is, your spirit is, is in Xavier, but your spirit wasn't born when Xavier was born. Or it could have been. This could be your, your very first experience in, in like, the grand scheme of all the dimensions.
0: I'm, like, an old soul, so I think I've had many.
2: I think you are, too. Thanks. You're very, you're... I don't know if that's a compliment. You're also down-to-earth.
0: That's a compliment.
2: Thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah, you're, you... There, the, you're, there's
0: compassion. You are too. Thank you. Yeah, I, I've I think been you told. recognize real. Recognize real. You know.
2: Real recognize real fucks with it. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, what happens with astral projection is, it's a it's a mental process in which, your pineal gland is heavily involved, and it reduces and it produces a, uh, I don't know if it's a hormone or maybe just a chemical compound called dimethyltryptamine, which your brain creates every night. It's DMT, baby. DMT. Right, right, I've heard of this. Now, they say astral projection is way easier in the morning because the sun gives off uh, cortisol rays that that help in the process because you need to almost have a uh, groggy state to do it. I don't know scientifically what it's called, but it's where your body falls asleep and your mind stays completely awake while the body falls asleep. So you have to be in a meditative still state. And even if you want to move, you can't, or else you just interrupt the whole process of your body falling asleep. You, you, you trick your body into thinking your mind is going to sleep and then you enter like a sleep paralysis state. Now the point of staying still I'm sorry, I keep uh moving my mouth away. The point of staying still is to eventually push your mind out of your head. That this is where the third eye comes in. This is where the pineal gland, this is where the tube comes in. Like you have to you're crossing dimensions, so you do have to cross a tunnel. And as cliché as it sounds, it doesn't need to be more complex than a tunnel. It's a tunnel of visuals and a tunnel of like an ethereal wall that you, that you push yourself through. This is the best I could describe it in, in like the English language. Um, so as you go through this wall, you're supposed to focus on the center point of the tunnel. You're supposed to be projecting your mind. People say there are techniques to do it such as hang a rope on your ceiling and imagine your mind, imagine yourself pulling towards that rope without actually moving. That's another one, or light a candle, watch the outline of it, let it imprint in your mind, and use that as the tunnel. I've I've tried a few of these and I've reached the tunnel state and even the vibration state, which is something you get to at the end of the tunnel. It's when your body completely goes to sleep and like it it vibrates. And when I reached it, it was very uncomfortable to the point where I had to like break myself out of it. But I'm I'm if I just stuck in there for another fifteen twenty seconds, I could have blasted off is what they call it you know and that's the that's right when you reach the end of the threshold and right out the end of the tunnel and people say Robert Monroe he was one of these kids that naturally he's one of these people that naturally did it as kids, and he like he ended up writing books about it and he runs the Monroe Institute, which is based on uh The subconscious. And he experienced his first time time transcending. Like, as soon as he got out of the tunnel, as soon as he just, he crossed the threshold, he blasted off. He was in his room and everything was, looked the same, but it was lighter. Like, it was almost sparkling. Like, you could see life in it. And he looked around, and he saw himself sleeping, and there was an ethereal cord attached from, like, his uh, inner dantian all the way to his sleeping body, and he was floating. And if he went outside, he could see everything that was happening outside in his own dimension. Not that he could interact with everything happening in the third dimension, but he was... Viewing the third dimension from the fourth, that's what astral projection is. That's where you're in the dream state realm. That's where dreams happen. That's why people think they sometimes see the future and are sometimes right and see the past, which already happened, and they know they're right. Like People are capable of so many things with their mind if we would just take the time to control it, but we are not raised to to want to control our minds. We are raised to want to build a career, to, to want to take control of our lives while we have them.
0: We're honestly maybe. raised to distract from our mind, honestly.
2: Yeah, and maybe that's yeah. the whole purpose. Maybe that's the whole point. Maybe life is an experiment. Maybe, who knows? Maybe, maybe we chose this and we just don't remember because our baby feeble minds are just too small to, to store any info when we're born. Who knows?
1: All right, let me ask this. Have you ever lucid dreamed? Because a lot of the stuff you're describing to me is really similar to what I know as lucid
2: dreaming. So lucid dreaming is often very similarly mistaken for astral projection because the experience is very similar, but the process is completely different. Lucid dreaming usually comes from... When you're already in a dream state and your unconscious mind is dreaming to the point where you regain consciousness of your mind while you're in your dream. That is true. And now you have full control of your dream, almost producing an astral projection and like state where you remember everything and everything feels so real. And you are in the fourth dimension, but your astral body isn't there. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, so I like for a while did a lot of like lucid dreaming experiments. And um, one, there was, like, two main techniques. One was called uh, WILD, which was wake-induced lucid dreaming, which is what you were describing. And it was the same idea. Like, you go into, like, a deep meditative state to the point where your body, like, literally falls asleep, but you're still awake. I never got to... I could never do that one. There was another technique, which was more for what you just described, where you're already in the dream, and then you become aware that you're in a dream. So I never, like... I never had any, like, out-of-body type thing, which is with the astral projection that you're talking, but I know exactly what you are talking about because when you, like, become aware in a lucid dream, yeah, you, like, go through this, like, tunnel, and it feels like you're getting, like, pulled through it, and then even kind of the same with, like, the candle, like, yeah, what you're supposed to do is, like, focus on everything kind of around you and, like, build the scene in your head almost, you know,
2: yeah actually, I think you're supposed to not focus on anything around you because there's so much distraction when warping like yeah, it's basically yeah. a warp
1: yeah no that's like i it's hard to describe to people. I actually really know what you're talking about okay like, good. it feels like you go through a warp tunnel, like it's really weird yeah but yeah, so I never like I said, I never got to do like the wake induced one, so maybe I'll have to try that sometime and say say by some chance. Say by some chance
2: that there were extraterrestrials living here at some point, like the Mayans or the Aztecs, or who the whoever the fuck mm-hmm. ever sure you know? sure sure sure. Who's to say that they didn't have a mental capacity beyond our own human present day mind? I've
0: never even heard of that. That's a really interesting. This is this is
2: all becoming more well known, but not known enough. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people they want to shut this
0: out. They like a whole want- civilization have been aliens like that's pretty interesting like
2: like the well the we're here by accident if you think about it sure si- si- look 60,000 years ago asteroid hit
0: planet earth 60,000 bro no no i'm sorry um how, i don't what, know how many but much it's more like than millions, that millions yeah, yeah. millions yeah, yeah. whatever and, then, <laughs> I mean, and sorry,
1: dinosaurs sorry. <laughs> were around just <laughs> and then <laughs> and stop then 60,000
2: years sorry 60,000 years ago humans came around but we only have about Eleven thousand BC recorded.
1: Sounds about right. Sure. And uh,
2: what happened? What happened in those I well, 20, I personally don't
1: think like anything before then was like significance. So I feel like because I mean we couldn't even write stuff down then, you know? I mean I suppose there's a chance like we were doing some extraterrestrial shit. But I feel like it was more we were just evolving into like a more capable Homo sapien, you know. Explain the pyramids. What are the pyramids dated from? Pyramids of Giza. Yeah, a couple I mean, that thousand was in BC. Yeah, but that was written times, right? It was written in times,
2: but how do they align them with the stars? How do they have the measurement? Oh,
1: I totally agree. I think the pyramids, like, is a wonder. I, I'm on the theory more not that the Egyptians or whoever were aliens, but more that like, they aliens might have like come around. And helped out or something, guided, yeah, guided. Because I mean, I I don't know, maybe this bullshit, but I feel like I've heard that, like, even in some of the hieroglyphics and stuff, like, there's descriptions of like things from the sky coming and guiding them, and humans with like animal like heads. True, right?
2: Uh, I Apothecary I could yeah, be yeah. wizardry, could be anything, man. If you could think it, it can happen. Yeah. That's that's the truth of the matter. If you could think it, it can happen somewhere in, in, in some form.
0: Maybe not the way you thought of it because It's more like if you can't is, deny it, right? If you can't deny it then. Because like we right? weren't there, yeah. I have no clue what happened then. The
2: shit that happens, they say San Jose uh, spots the most UFOs anywhere in the world. Especially during the summer.
1: I did not know that. Oh, I did not know that either.
2: I was actually, uh, I was in San Jose two Fourth of July's ago. I didn't see any UFOs, but there was enough shit lighting up the sky. I wasn't going to see one, mm. but, uh, I was looking.
1: <laughs> Do you think, um, our modern civilization has been in contact with aliens at all?
2: Probably without my knowledge. That's what
1: I think. I don't think they would tell us. Yeah, yeah
2: not without my consent, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who fuck knows what these people are doing? Like. I mean. <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah. I, uh, I dated a a redhead earlier this year. <gasps> Her name was Julianne, sweet gal, and. <sighs> She worked for the Air Force and she told me, she didn't tell me what was in it, but she said Area 52 is not what we think it is. It's probably, it's, if we were communicating. Do
0: you mean 51?
2: Area 51, I'm sorry. That's yeah, okay. Sorry. 52 Ar- is the,
0: uh, where it is, really. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, was yeah, like, is yeah. there something I don't know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: It's really where it is. It's actually one <laughs> click over. You
1: know that porta a potty Yeah, yeah know that. that's, <laughs> area. That's, where, that's where the men in black
2: is. <laughs> she said, it's not what we think it is. If anything, Area 51 is just probably a base where we hide all of the past mistakes that probably shouldn't be talked about. But if we were communicating with uh, any type of aliens, I would do it in the Arctic Poles. That's pretty, yeah.
1: Yeah, why would you do it in the middle of America? Right, right. I, I think yeah. Area fifty one probably at one point was like our high tech spot, but I think now it's so common knowledge that like why would you keep everything there, you know? Yeah, yeah. right. People
2: and people actually think marching to it will <laughs> solve solve. Now nah, they're gonna
1: Naruto run through it, oh, Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm gonna I think I think on that we're gonna start wrapping it up anyway. Is there anything you wanna shout out? Uh anybody, anything, any idea? Let the people know at the very end, man. All right. Uh well,
2: I do want uh to give a special shout out to Wiz for introducing me to X over here. Xavier, hey. thank you for having me on the podcast. Uh I just want to give a shout out to all my LA people. Um all all my people in entertainment really in in the industries that like it takes more than just a steady schedule to get ahead in. It's about having an it factor. It's about having the drive and the passion to do it like you need to set your ideas up with, you know, concrete back back support and evidence. Like you need to train, you need to get ready, you need to be ready to sacrifice. You know, if if you're out here and you're not sacrificing anything or it's not painful at points, then you're not doing it. Mm. Then it's not working, cause, or else you'd be succeeding. You know, like everyone out here, just be ready to sacrifice because like it's worth it but you got to pay the price, you know? I'm like, Thanos, you can't save everyone. <laughs> That's facts. So, and, uh, just keep at it, you know, make your connections count. I just got signed by, uh, Jerry Pace agency out in the winter and I didn't even see it coming. I was, uh, I was going to Jerry Wolf's memorial. He's a casting director, a long time, uh, working agent for Hollywood. And, and, I, I wasn't even sure if I was going to go, but last minute I decided to go pay my respects and, uh, ended up meeting, uh, one of the agents, Sam Morris and followed through with that, you know, like what was it? I sacrificed a, uh, a Tuesday night off Mm. and it's, it could be small. It could be big, but I could have done something else that night. But instead I went here and I got, and I actually got something out of it. Not saying that's why you should do things, but. I never know what comes along. Thank you. I never yeah. saw it coming. That's yeah. the that's the point of the story. Yeah. You know, so everyone just keep grinding, get ready to sacrifice, but get ready to to win too because that's an easy recipe to follow.
0: For sure. All right, thank you everybody for listening. If you made it all the way to the end, I love you. I appreciate it. This is Zage signing off with Ace Wiz and Alex. It's been wonderful, and uh, see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye.